All right, you guys, which album, Disney album, do you throw on in the car, roll the windows down, kick back, and just go cruising? <laughs> All that and more on this episode of My Disney Addiction Podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. Hey everybody, it is your numero uno ghost host, uh, Miss Joe Chris. Wow, was that your French accent? Oh, it, was, it sounded a little Mexican, kind of wet too. A little gooey. French, I don't know. You're sliding in between so many, but hey, I'll give you credit. And this is your Disney detective, Greg. We're back with another episode. Holy smoky. I know, and we're excited for this, this episode, I gotta say. So Greg here was nice enough to provide us with some... Disney mugs. They're kind of like, uh, they're pretty cool. They kind of like got sketches of Mickey Mouse himself. Well, we had to look the part. You know, we're Disney podcasters, so of course we need Disney themed mugs. Yeah, so it actually has like descriptions on like details of like here's how you draw, where to draw it, like positions and things like that. So it's really cool. This and it has the animator too. I think Don Towley, and he dated it like yep. July 20th in 1937. That's, that's pretty sick. 37. So, what do you think, Greg? Because you got this, and you got a full set, so it came with like plates and everything? That's right. I know. I have it all decked out in my cupboard, and I think I'm the bee's knees. Mm-hmm. Or in, in your vernacular, all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. I, I said that to a kid one time, and they had no idea what that meant. They're like, <laughs> what does that mean? I'm like, I mean, like you got the full meal, plus you got that bag of chips on the side, you know? Got all that, that in a bag of chips, and they were like, what? So don't worry about it. I'm not cool. Just that as that. We're just saying that we're cool. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the hippest thing around. Hippest thing around town. All right, we'll stop that now. All right, guys, we are back. And you never introduced yourself, did you? I did. You did? I did because maybe you were thinking about like, oh my gosh, what kind of accents did I do? And it came out so weird. Mm-hmm. I maybe, maybe I just tuned you out like I normally do. That's probably it. Um, sad truth. Sad truth. <laughs> guys, we are back. We are at it. So today we're gonna to have a fun discussion. Make sure you guys play along, comment below. Uh, but before we really get into the meat and potatoes of the discussion, remember, like, comment, subscribe. That definitely helps out the channel. All right, people, let's talk music. Yes, and I mean, if Disney is known for two things, mm-hmm. it's their animation and then their music that accompanies said animation. Well, and parks. And parks, and their storytelling, and their voice acting, and their characters. And so they're, they're known for a lot of things. But what I'm saying, like trying to trying to make this a part of this episode. No, no. They're really good at making music. They know how to do their music for sure. They're earworms. They're, they're earworms. Have you heard that before? I, I know what it is. Yeah, it's yeah. Just like a song so catchy gets stuck in your head, even like, you, even you, if you don't even listen to it, or if you listen to it right after. So it's it's one of those great ones. Of course, earworms can get a tad annoying, but. Um, Especially if you get a worm in your brain, that, that's bad news. That, that is bad news bears. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be out for the count. So are you saying Disney will kill us with their music? I'm saying that uh, Disney will, Disney music will be in our heads, in our minds, in our hearts when we die. Alright, you heard it here first. That's right. The yeah. first existential Disney question. question. Alright guys, um, so let's kind of talk about some of our favorite Disney albums. So now, there's a plethora, Greg. Like, I mean, we're talking about like there's Disney TV show, like 
Oh, sure. Records. Yep. There's like, we sound old records, like albums, <laughs> things like that. But vinyl. The, the hipster generation came and kicked back in, so people start knowing what a record and a vinyl are, are now. Um, so, one of the things that we are going to be talking about is what specific, like, full album, not just individual song, but a full album. Like, you could pop it in, one and done. Start to finish, you don't skip, you love every song, or you just think it it tells the story very nicely. Exactly. So, what I'm going to do here is I am going to go check to see if that recording is going because I don't have a screen popped out, so we're going to edit this part out. Yes, we will, or we won't. (laughs) Who knows? Who knows what happens? Who knows? This is the fun of podcast magic making. Doing good? Thumbs up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Beautiful. So if you ask if anyone had these headphones, why should we bought her some wireless headphones so she could read her tablet at night? Oh, fun. Okay. So now let's get back to it. So what we're talking about. Okay. Yep. So no. No individual songs, Greg. Nope. Dress albums. Yeah. Um, now, since I'm a gentleman and I'm a nice guy, I will be glad to let you watch me go first. All right. Good one. Here's what we're going to say. I'm not going to lie. You guys knew I was coming. Let's just be honest here. Everybody knew. Lion King. Come on. Come on. Just, just come on. I just said Lion King, and you already heard the intro song from the movie. That's how great this is. Let's not even kid ourselves. It perks you up. Right? It's, it's great. a great start. Like, I mean, you have amazing singing by Lebo M. You have, you know, Hakuna Matata. You have Lion Sleeps Tonight. You have the amazing score by the inevitable, indubitable Hans Zimmer. I mean, come on. Anything Hans Zimmer touches to gold. Yep, and of course, Sir Elton John. I'm, lending oh, his vocals. Oh, so you didn't even let me finish. I'm sorry. I get excited. Sir too. Elton John. Oh, Sir. my goodness. Dude, that's what I loved about 90s Renaissance music. You'd have, like, the main music, and then the last two, like, songs on the CD or the album were, like, like famous artists covering the songs. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, loved it. It's great. So I think The Lion King, okay. that's one of the songs that I could listen to, though. All the time. My favorite songs on the album were um, a handful. I mean, like, you got the intro, you got Alliance, you know, Alliance Sleeps Tonight. No, not Alliance Sleeps Tonight. Um, can You Feel the Love Can You Feel the Love Tonight? Someone did do a little. But it has way. to be, for me, I prefer the Elton John over the movie I agree. one. I agree. Um, did you know that when they were recording that, Rick Astley just happened to be walking the halls and Elton I John do was know. like, hey, Hey mate, you wanna you know lend your voice to some backing tracks? And so he's in as a backup singer. And if you listen really closely, it's 100% Rick Astley. I'm like, that's my man right there. So that's a cool trivia fact. Listen to Can You Feel the Love Tonight studio version with Elton John and you will hear Rick Astley. Let mm-hmm. us know. Um, so I think that is a great one. One of my favorite songs from the score, I think is Pride Rock. And that's, oh no, I think it's called Return to Pride Rock. And that's when Simba has the little fight with the, you know, Scar and all the hyenas. So you sure. get that sound, then you get where it calms down and the rain's coming, and then you have the big intro of him going up to the top Pride right. Rock, roaring, and then it gets all back and fun and hype and pop and circumstance. 
Like that to me is like the favorite, like that's my favorite score song in the entire movie. I mean, you have to give it to Disney composers because when you just listen to the score, it doesn't have to be um, lyrics or you, you don't even have to watch the movie. When you listen to those songs, those scores, you're just thrown right into the movie and it, it sort of, it's another way to experience it because you know what's happening because you, you know, of course, you've seen it so often and they do such a great job at retelling it through music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, th I think it's very well done. And like you said, just a surge of emotion, different things going on, all in that track. It's yeah. great. So, I mean, don't get me wrong, I like Hakuna Matata. I mean, classic. I mean, like, that's a great one. I like, you know, Just Can't Wait to Be a King. Yep. Um, and that, those are obviously great songs, but there's a handful of them. I mean, like I said, I can listen to the whole album all the way through. It's a great soundtrack, but there's a handful of songs in there that I specifically go to. What kind of stinks though, I'm not gonna lie, is when, so we'll be listening to like, um, cause me and my wife generally don't pay for the subscriptions for like Spotify, um, Amazon Unlimited, sure. or Pandora yeah. Unlimited. So when we listen to like Disney soundtrack, like the Disney playlists, they only play like the movie kid songs from those. It's like, oh man, I want to hear some of the scores. I want to hear the Elton John version of the song. You know? right. And it's like, come on, man. Which I could get if I listened to the full album, but I have to pay for the updated, like the um, upgrade subscription to get the full album, which right. kind of is annoying. Fun, other fun fact. Oh, actually, no, 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 no. I don't know where he's going with this. <laughs> where are you going? Nit, nit. I had a spinoff that I was going to do. But I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that sucker for like later in this episode. Yeah. Or for a different podcast. I'm gonna save that sucker Ooh. for later. Ooh. Okay. 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 Go. Okay. Go. Go. okay. Go. You have me intrigued. You do your thing, and then we'll jump back to me. Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. It's all about Chris. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I don't know if you said your favorite song. Like you listed some of your favorites. What's like your favorite? If you oh jeez. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's gotta be the intro, man. It's okay. Gotta... No. No, yeah. mm. this whole episode it's return is just Chris just like interrupting me, saying, "No, no, no! I rethought it. It's this song. It's, nope, it's this song. <laughs> it's Return to Pride Rock. The score. Oh, the, the Hans score. Zimmer. Okay, oh, it's just so amazing. Like it is good. It goes from like intense, scary fight scene to very calm to very like like epic to very like everything's happy and sure. joyous. It's like it hits all the emotions in yeah. that one song. So it's okay. great. To me, that's it. Don't get me wrong. Lebo in with the intro to the Lion King, dude. Magnifique. Can't amazing. Yeah, but. Greg, if yeah. you can take the, what's the thing when a track runner hands off? The baton. baton. Is that a baton? Yeah, it's a baton. A baton? Yeah, with a B, not a P. Baton, yeah, baton. Yeah, baton's not a word, but a baton is. Okay, yes. go for it. Okay, cool. Um, I want to say my favorite song from the Lion King album would be I Just Can't Wait to Be King. Okay. I like that a lot. Okay. Yeah, oh, it gets me moving and grooving. Okay, so for me. It's just interesting whenever you say... The, whenever somebody says, I just won't, can't wait to be king, my brain immediately shoots to the colors of that song. Oh, the colors are so vibrant. It's great. Yeah, I love great. the animation of that Sorry, I didn't mean song. to distract no, you. No, no, it's not. Okay, so for me, my favorite, beyond favorite Disney album is Hercules. Hercules is a great one. Yes. I mean, I love the ingenuity of taking a classic Greek mythology tale mm -hmm. and to help tell the story they added gospel to it, mm -hmm. sort of make it a little bit more relevant, a little bit fun for the kids, for the parents. And yeah, it was it was just like a stroke of genius because of course, you know, their muses in 
that kind of mythology. Mm-hmm. Who better to tell a story in music than a gospel choir who just like kicks butt, who hits those notes, who loves to dance. It was just great. It's very interesting. It gives me a very lighthearted, fun feeling whenever I watch or listen to that movie. Yeah, it's interesting because like the gospel choir thing, it's like it's kind of a spin-off of gospel Christian music, but Christianity hadn't happened. They were about like 400 years off. Right, yeah. You're... <laughs> so. You're right. So, yeah, if you if you uh, look at it a little bit deeper, it's like, wait a minute, timeline doesn't match up. But I mean, even if it, regardless, regardless yeah. it's just great. It's so catchy. Um, that is definitely one of the albums that I'll just slip in. Do not need to skip any tracks. Okay. Even the score is great. I forget who did it. Maybe Alan Menken? I want to say Was Alan Menken. Was it Alan Menken? No, I don't think Alan no? did it. Okay. I don't think. Yeah, my, my memory's a little rusty, but regardless, yeah. Take a look. Regardless, though, the score is phenomenal. It really backs up the songs as well as the movie. It just, it helps carry it. And some, some of my favorite songs from that album are I Won't Say I'm In Love. Oh, my wife loves that song. Yeah, I, I mean, Meg's voice is sublime i love it and then of course you have uh the gospel truths one two and three. Oh, it was alan macon hey okay good 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 okay i'm very glad that i was, was not alan mistaken Mankin. on my favorite disney album um but anyway yeah so gospel truths like one two and three i love that beginning um and then zero to hero yeah I mean, come on Bless my yep well um so, uh, a star is born um zero uh you just said Zero to Hero. Well, uh, One Last Hope. Mm-hmm. You know, the Phil Atiti song, Danny yeah. DeVito kills it. Danny DeVito kills anything, man. Oh I love gosh. Danny DeVito. I know. He's he's great in this movie. Have you ever seen him like in a... Twins? With, With Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> yeah, that is such a good movie. I haven't actually, no. Oh, it's a great movie. It's from the 80s. You guys got to see it. Okay, cool. Add it to my list. Uh, but when we talk about scores now, like, like, like the actual composing of the movie, I really love... Hercules' Villa, that's one of my favorites, mm-hmm. as well as Meg's Garden. Now yep. granted, both of them are like around a minute to two minutes long, so they're, they're really short, but they're sweet. I love it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for me, my yeah. my favorite song in there is Go the Distance, but once oh, again, Go the, Distance. the Michael Bolton version. Michael Bolton! So. Yes, I know, he was the celebrity, he was the celebrity singer <laughs> for this album. Can you believe it? Yeah, dude. Can you believe it? So, like, Michael Bolton's version Ooh, of Go the Distance punch, is great. Michael Bolton's pipes, man, he's just, God knows. He's raspy. Not many people, um, I don't think, a lot, a lot of people don't give Michael Bolton his dues, yeah. but he was a, he's a great singer. I'm glad that you like it, because my family is averse to him. They do not like it. My mom likes it, my dad's like, shut this off. What are you <laughs> getting at here? You're trying to make me angry? This is not a man singer. Uh... But the Spanish version of Go the Distance, I actually like better than the English version. It's by Ricky Martin. Really? It's so good. And when you watch the music video, like this guy goes all out. He's on a set and there's a bunch of pyrotechnics that are just like blowing up yeah. behind him. And he's like really into it. It's intense. That's Highly like, recommend watching the Spanish like version. Yeah. It's great. So yeah. let's jump here because we're cutting jump. through time real quick. See, that's what happens when you talk Disney. Yeah. Uh, just, like, the time just, just goes Man, I don't even know, man. There's so many albums that I want to get to. Yep. Um, I'll name off... Oh, shoot. <laughs> Darn it. There's so many albums. I okay. know. Um, I'll name off 
Well, let's kind of name off a couple, and sure. then you can name off a couple because yeah. we only got about let's do it. a handful let's do it. of minutes let's here. Um, so, one of my favorite, and we'll, we'll, instead of just rattling them off, we'll name one, say a little bit, kind yeah, of speed it up a little bit. You want to gloss over it. Yeah. So, here's what I was going to say. Yeah, what's your spinoff here? My spinoff here was actually to be the second the, the, the second movie of Lion King, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. Okay, they have that, a good score. That album. They have a good album? Is really good. No way. Yes. Really? Okay, I for a second was going to say you're, you were going to say Lion King 1 and a half. No. Lion King okay. 2, Simba's Pride, look up the album, and they came out with another s- set of songs with Lebo M based off of these movies called Rhythm of the Pride Lands, which is epic. Rhythm of the Pride Lands and the soundtrack for uh, Lion King to Simba's Pride. This is news to me. Both these albums are just like, but Rhythms of the Pride Lands are just like, it's like smooth, a little bit of rock, but very sure. much influenced by African sounds and rhythms. Wow, I'm a it's, fan of that. Oh my gosh, dude, it's amazing. I love it. Wow, it's okay. It's so good. I know what I'm uh, listening to tonight as I go off to, to Neverland. But I think it's in the Lion King 2, Simba's Pride. One okay. of my favorite song on there is Song, song for the Children. Song. It's really good. I'll have to have you listen to it when we switch between the next set of videos. Not that we record these in bulk. Oh, no. Of course not. Because we switch shirts, so that means... Clearly. Obviously a different We night. do it every week. We do it live. Live. This is live. Yep. This is actually Facebook Live. That's right. Uh, sort of. Core. Right. <laughs> so, okay. those are things Lion I have to King throw in. Too, Simba's, Simba's Pride. Pride. And then, like I said, if you guys are able to... I had the two CDs. I don't know if the, how easy it is to track these CD, CDs down anymore, sure. but you can find them on YouTube and just listen to the songs. Um, Lion King 2, Simba's Pride, and then Rhythm of the Pride Lands. Wow. Okay. Oh boy, man. Your turn. Your okay, turn. for me, Tarzan. Dude, I, I was going to go there. Come on. Tarzan. Oh, come, come on. Come yeah. on. Hey, you, you, you can't take all the good albums tonight here. Okay, so Tarzan I love because it's heavily influenced, again, like African beats, Thick, heavy drum beat Ooh, yeah. drives all of the songs. Well, of course, because Phil Collins does it. I love him as a singer. He, I think his peak was in this album. I mean, I like his solo stuff. I like his stuff with Genesis. But like, how can you not say "Son of Man" and "Stranger Like Me"? Mm-hmm. Those are, are like, amazing. Songs. Are prime Phil Collins. They're but so good. With the other song that's in there that is. Oh my gosh, what is it? Um, You'll Be In My Heart? You'll Be In My Heart. Oh, I love that one. That song actually topped the billboards for a long time. And oh, like, it did? I think it was like Smooth Rock or like nice. something like that. Yep, but I'm not surprised. I love that song. That was a great song. Um, now, what I liked about that, if you got the album. Yeah, I do. Well, one, if you bought the CD, it had the cover sheet, like the cover image, but then it was like a little book and it showed different drawings with yeah. it. And that was yeah. really fun. But one of my favorite parts in that CD was Phil Collins actually did like a, a skit, um, uh, um, not a skit, scat, with NSYNC. NSYNC, yep, I have that version for Trash in the Camp. For Trash in the yeah. Camp. That was awesome. Dude, oh, the harmonies? Dude, it was the so The acapella? Good. No, don't like, tell my wife, what? don't tell my wife, because I think if we're gonna, and I'm not winning any cool points here, um, but oh boy. Backstreet Boys was better than NSYNC. <laughs> really? I think NSYNC was better, man. Dude, Backstreet Boys had more top 100 hits. They had more sales. NSYNC has JT, Justin Timberlake. That's, that's one singer. Frosted Tips, bro. 
Okay, I grew up with frosted tips. Bye, bye, bye. We're done. NSYNC is better, that's right. Dude, you you were like a baby when like <laughs> those things were It doesn't big. mean that I, I couldn't listen to the music in the all early right, 2000s. Right. No, I'd have to agree with you. I think the Tarzan album, I mean, some people, you're either hit or miss with the Tarzan movie. Nobody will disagree that that album was not a great album. Yep, 10 out of 10. It's like, my wife says, like, Tarzan is it for me. The, she's, like, the only redeeming thing about that movie. Not the only redeeming thing, but, like, the thing that saves the movie for sure is the music. Yeah. So, a cool, fun fact is that, like, Phil Collins, he was a huge uh, fan of Tarzan before coming on to this movie, but with, with Disney, like, he read the Edgar Rice Burroughs novels. Mm -hmm. He knew Tarzan. So, those songs were written by him. Like, he didn't have any other help. Like, well, not that he needed it. <laughs> right. No, but I'm saying, like, to tell the story of Tarzan the way Disney wanted to, like, yeah. they gave him full, complete control, and he knocked it out of the park. And I have the special collector's edition of the Tarzan DVD, mm -hmm. and on disc two, you have some unreleased Phil Collins Tarzan music what? that I listened to the other day. Oh my god. You <laughs> I have it. It's amazing. If you want, you can borrow it. Dude, it's so great. And he's just like messing around with like the bongo drums and some other drums. <laughs> it's People, great. I'm like, Chris's mind just got blown right now. I'm just now. like, almost, like, I'm getting giddy now. Like I a schoolgirl. It's amazing. Like, what? I yeah. missed this. I know. There's unreleased Phil Collins music. Because when I got it, once again, you were probably too young, but when it came out, yeah. I had it on VHS. I didn't okay. have it on DVD. Yeah, I got I got the special collector's edition. Dang. Yeah, because like that's the thing. Like I got all these movies during the Renaissance when right. they were on VHS. So yeah. by the time DVDs came out, I was already in high school. Right. And at that point, it's like I wasn't watching Disney movies like that often because yeah. I was busy with high school stuff and right. you know being too cool for school and all that stuff. All that and bag of chips. <laughs> so ah. Yep. I'm like right now, people. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, let's, yeah, you. let's jump on here. I'm gonna have to go with another favorite of mine. I'm gonna have to go with the soundtrack from The Nightmare Before Christmas. I feel like The Nightmare Before Christmas, I mean, it is so unique. It is unique. Now, I gotta remember it, because this is gonna it's bust my, my brain. Uniqueness. This is gonna bust my brain right now if I don't <laughs> know this, because I, I, I wanna say I know who the composer is, and I wanna say it's Danny Elfman, but I think I'm wrong. That sounds right, but again, I only watched half of Nightmare Before Christmas for the first time about eight months ago. You didn't even finish it. I didn't even finish it. The songs were- Yes, eh. Danny Elfman. Well, I mean, obviously, I mean, Tim Burton and Danny Elfman are like hand in glove. Right. So, I mean, they've been doing stuff together for years and years and years. Um, but I would have to say though, like, I think the music is great. Like, what is this? Like that song with, uh, Jack Skellington and then like the whole what have I done like when like he crashes and he's in the um, uh, what are the uh, graveyard or this is Christmas like that whole montage is great but like it's I think it's great it's the sound is really cool spooky yet fun yep or you have uh, the Oogie Boogie Man oh, you yeah. have that song I mean it was really cool and then there was a album, I forgot what it was, but it came out, and I don't even remember what the album was called, but essentially they took a lot of like newish rock groups and they redid all the songs. So like Korn 
did. Oh, I think I know. I think it's. I think the album is like, of course, like a medley or a compilation. We love Disney, maybe. I have no idea, but I know, like, but Corn. I don't know if they did the full wow, album of this. Corn. But Corn did um, Oogie Boogie. Wow. And they were like sick. I loved it. It was a good cover. It was so good. Because I know that Ariana Grande did. Um, well, she just did Zero the, to Hero, I think. Well, in she that just. Album. Did she? Because I know she did the, um, she and What's-Her-Name were for the live action Beauty and the Beast. Um, she, she and the other guy, I forgot what his name was, but she sang this, one of the songs. Oh, she did? Yeah, for yeah. Beauty and the Beast, the new one. Um, so I would have to go with, um, yeah, I'd have to go with the Nightmare Before Christmas. I think that's... That's just a quintessential one for me. My fan, my mother-in-law actually got me the um, two-side vinyl oh, of nice. that. I've never played on it because it's because like they mint put, condition. It's mint condition, and they keep like they have all the cool like so they have some cool pictures on it. Sure, but I think it's a two-disc set. Yeah. Um, oh, awesome. Because it also has the score music as well, which I think the score music for. Um, this is really good because I sure. love Danny Elfman yeah. for his score music. Like, the like one of the things that got me on to his music was the original Batman with Michael Keaton. That was a Tim Burton and Danny Elfman um, collaboration. Collaboration. It was, and that to me, like that is like the music for Batman from Danny Elfman is like one of the quintessential like Batman theme songs. Yeah, and then Shirley Walker recomposed it for the animated series when it came out in '92. I feel like we're getting off track. We are a little bit, but for, so that's for another day. So this is one of the this is one of the albums that I could throw Very on nice. and I could listen to. Very nice. I respect that. Even though, again, I think because it came out in '93. Yeah. So of course that was when I was born. So it was like it was a little scary. My parents didn't like me watching scary stuff, so I don't think we just ever watched it. You know, like the 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 closest Disney Halloween theme um, property that I watched was Halloween Town. Yeah. So, but I digress. For me, just a fun one to throw in here before we, we run out of time is Emperor's New Groove. Okay. I think it's a really That's underrated a album that flies under the radar of so many people because of course, it, I think it's it sort of reached cult status, the movie, just because it wasn't like the greatest bam when it came out. No. Um, it was off of like the whole, like the traditional Disney vibe, mm -hmm. um, but it was a great buddy like buddy, comedy buddy film. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like a bromance. And the songs on there are great. And then they brought on some really hard-hitting artists, like Sting. Yep. Sting came on and he sang like the theme mm -hmm. um, of Ever's New Groove. Of course, they placed his song during the credits. Who stays for the credits back then? Of course, now That's Disney trained us. Yeah. Like, we gotta stay until the end of the credits. Who knows if there's an extra scene? But, yeah, Sting was placed at the end. Not a whole lot of people heard his sound, but it was really good. It was more of like a, of a ballad. Mm -hmm. It's really, really like reggae-y and vibe, of course. Yeah. Um, you have Tom Jones, who starts off the movie yep. singing Perfect World. That's still one of my favorite songs, like, in any genre. Like, mm -hmm. that gets me moving. I always want to listen to it more and more. It's easily one that I repeat at least a couple of times. So, uh, you, you have Perfect World. Um, you have... Um, Rascal Flatts even did one yep. called Walk the Llama Llama. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and then finally, Kronk's own <laughs> theme music. I mean, I know it's not a part of the album, but I just had it's to bring it up. Wait, does this guy have his own theme music? What? Is this guy singing his 
I'm glad I'm unconscious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So definitely check out Emperor's New Groove. Um, I do like the score better than the actual songs of the movie, mm -hmm. but when you wrap them together, it's very, very solid, and I think you should take a second look at that album. Uh, just a, just because we do have a, a slight little bit of time, I just got to throw in here, like, yeah. I don't think you can really go wrong with most of the albums no. of the Disney Renaissance. No. Yeah. Like, the only one that I'm not familiar with is The Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh my gosh, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, yeah. that music, that score. Maybe I should take Dear a listen. goodness. Like like the intro song, yeah. the pipes on the- um, Organ or the- No, the, no, the singer. Oh, the, the pipes. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> the pipes on gotcha. the guy who's um, pretty much the court jester. He's not a court jester, but he's just like, sure. like a clown, but like, yeah. the man, that's, uh, oh yeah, Hunchback of Notre Dame. So good, it's so dark. And it's like, it's like very out. much like orchestral yeah. and like medieval sounding. It's, it is amazing. That is a great album. Okay. I, I mean, you have, I mean, obviously like Aladdin. I mean, Robin Williams, come on, knock it out of the park. I mean, you have Beauty and the Beast, which has, you know, some of the best songs of Beauty and the Beast. Of course, you have Howard Ashman. He was still working on songs for that movie as yeah. well as Little Mermaid. So uh, before he unfortunately died. Yeah. And then, but then you have like one of my favorite orchestral songs um, from the music from Beauty and the Beast was the transformation scene. Oh, yes. That was amazing. So moving. It's great. And I mean, you, you have, have Pocahontas. Pocahontas. You have Little Mermaid. You have um, Mulan. Mulan. Oh Mulan. my, I was just, I was just like, I right? like Mulan. Like one of the reasons my wife does not want to see the new movie of Mulan, not because that she, she's against it, but because she's like, I kind of want, you know, make a man out of you like yeah that's oh, like that's like one of the most famous disney songs yeah and where's mushu man, come on okay, don't cut do not mushu no don't do an eddie murphy impression oh. you're not good at it <laughs> no way off hercules hercules <laughs> <laughs> <Take> banana <laughs> tailpipe <laughs> i love that i love those movies um so yeah i mean but yeah no mushu eddie murphy come on it's great no eddie murphy is. as a comedian he's he's, he's yeah dude um so, I mean, I, honestly, I don't think you can go wrong with a lot of things from the Disney Renaissance. I mean, there are some great gems out there that I think are very underrated as well. I mean, you got um, The Great Mouse Detective, The Rescuers Down Under. True. You also have, like, obviously, Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty. Peter Pan. Peter Pan is really good. <laughs> Jungle Book. Jungle Book. Like, like Fantasia, you got, <laughs> you got Pinocchio. I mean, yeah. I mean there's Robin just- Robin Hood. Robin Hood's really good. I mean, and then you got like other movies from like today that you can consider. I mean, yeah. I would say Mulan, not Mulan, um, Moana is in there. I really like Moana. Um, Frozen, Frozen 2. Coco Strong. Coco is amazing. Yeah. I mean, there's just, I mean, as you can tell, we kind of stuck towards like the 90s feel for us because I mean, that was like kind of our thing. Yeah, that, that, that was our decade. That was our decade. Maybe we'll just have to do a new, like our favorite album from a different generation. Like I, don't, I, don't, I don't think we hit something that wasn't in the in the Renaissance, did I mean, we? I think you're right. I think I, we I just stuck to all. the Renaissance. Pretty much. Okay, so this is gonna be now called our favorite albums from the Reson from Renaissance, the Renaissance. <laughs> because we didn't really reach any others. I know, yeah. We're so we're gonna have to have another episode based off of other decades. Yes, looking with, forward to that. With Disney. <laughs> so. What do you have, Greg, for today? I think we're pretty much set. I, I think so, yeah. It was, a, it was fun. Yeah, I mean, great episode. Talk about good stuff. 
So you guys, make sure you comment below. Tell us what do you like to listen to? What Disney album could you just sit and listen through all the way, beginning to end, while you're driving in your car, doing homework, whatever the case may be. Exactly. We definitely want to get some conversation going. Once again, like, comment, subscribe. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And My Disney Addiction Podcast is the only place where you can get your Disney fix. Oh, yeah. Peace.